1: Welcome to the Longform Podcast. I'm Max Linsky, and I'm here, as usual, with Evan Ratliff and Aaron Lammer. Hey, dudes. Hey, Max. Hello. This week, we have Aaron, who interviewed the least sarcastic man in journalism, Corey Sika.
0: Yes, uh, I did. Uh, This is a bit of a first for the show, in that Corey is an editor and one of the founders of The All, um, so... Uh, rather than talking to a writer about their work, um, we're zooming out and talking about a publication, website, magazine, whatever we call these things uh, nowadays. Uh, but uh, it was a really interesting discussion. Uh, Corey uh, told me he was bored 10 minutes in, yeah. but that doesn't Corey, mean his answers fir- weren't interesting. Um, sorry. So he, he's the uh, first editor we've had on the show and the first person to completely dodge softball questions <laughs> uh he takes a, uh, a circumnavigable route around uh questions but um he's an interesting dude and has uh seen a lot of things go up and down in new york and uh has some interesting stories to tell and a book coming out i'm not sure if it's out yet but it'll be out soon so check that out and check out our sponsor tiny, tiny letter, letter. <laughs> tiny what is Tiny Letter, Aaron? It's a massively simple yet profoundly powerful way to send an email newsletter. Massively simple.
1: Tinyletter.com
0: I'm here with Corey Sika. It's not true. Yes, that is my <laughs> uh, name. coming fresh off of another interview, back to backer <clears throat> and I'm a bit sick, so um, oh, we're going to keep God. it. We're going to keep it peppy. Corey, most people probably know as the founder of the All, um, previously at I will, Gawker. Uh, can I add
1: co-founder? Co- co-founder
0: of Thank the you. All, um, a founding editor of Gawker, or a second no, second I a, generation. I was a, I was a ed- second tier. Ed- <laughs> second tier uh, <laughs> editor at Gawker before um, the All um so when did when did you show up in new york city
1: i came here on a greyhound bus circa 1993 i was get i'm off by a year or somewhere in there but 20 years ago
0: and what what oh. were your what were your dreams when you when you arrived
1: uh i had no dreams no
0: dreams no no crushed
1: dreams crushed dreams no i don't i didn't i wasn't much of a planner no i don't really yeah i don't know why i came really it's a nice town what 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 did you do when you arrived um, I refused to let all the men in the Greyhound bus station take my bags, <laughs> as they were trying to do. Um, and uh, I guess I was, oh, I um, I had a job at, um, I had a little room in the East Village, and, which was $300 a month. Uh, and I interviewed people for research studies for UCLA at Kings County Hospital. So I would like go out to Kings County Hospital and um, be locked in a room with these poor kids who had to be like grilled by me, just like you're doing to me today, for three hours. So you, the, this experience is like being in a uh, clinical study for you? Yes. Uh, it was a terrible thing, and I actually had to quit because I started cheating at the end with the study because it was like three hours, and these kids were like 17. They're all HIV positive, and so like, it was three hours about their sex and drug use. So it literally was like, this is not worth your time. The small amount of money we're paying you is not worth it. So I'd literally be like, just skip sections. Filling in false medical
0: data. I think so. Uh, what was sort of the jump for you that got you into uh, blogging, for a better word, lack of a better word, or uh, writing online?
1: I uh, had a good friend who was still in California, where I had left, and I was in New York, and we concocted a two-person blog to keep in touch, as really? we to write public letters.
0: What, like, what, what, what is the state of the blog at this point? What, what, what,
1: um, what CMS are we talking about? That. Here? Was they had just rolled out Blogger? <laughs> uh, we used that for a while. Wow, we hacked together most of it. But that was the the specs back in CMS was Blogger, I think. Yeah. Were other people reading it, or was it a, yeah. a two way street? Well, what happened was, so we sort of found a community of people. Um, we started reading other people. I mean, there were not that many people blogging, so but we found all the gay people first, which was interesting, and there were like twenty, twenty five of them. And then we realized we'd marginalized ourselves into a group of people. So we were like, we're going to actively like seek out other people. And so then there was a whole underground community, you know, underground. Every community was above ground to itself, but everyone, but we were underground. Everybody else right. too. So, but then we found this whole community of you know, African American bloggers, and then like a bunch of straight people and, and different people from and Canadians. How how did you find? I mean, how were you finding these? You would just have to follow links on people's blogs because everyone had link like a blog, blog, blog yeah i guess yeah. that's the word they started using and then the problem was and so then you would just follow and follow and you'd be like oh look at these people these are so cool and yeah. like that's how i met people on the, you know all over the world and then uh and then the war bloggers started which no one talks about anymore but war after bloggers. after 911 wow um irony died first and then uh second of all wait a minute
0: i thought irony died this weekend
1: oh irony died again and again it's sad it's sad, it's sad about irony more on that later no no not at all <laughs> Um, then these people started all these war blogs. So these people had to find a way to promote, uh, their pro war blogs, pro war blogs, way to ways to, uh, agitate for invading Iraq. Basically. I'm sure they were all on the like, government payroll. Jeff Jarvis was one of them. Really? I'm not saying he was on the government payroll. Please don't make <laughs> that, that leap to that leap. I think we've but, got a poll quote, Lauren. Wah, wah. <laughs> but, uh, Jeff Jarvis was, you know, his blog was very different than it is now. And, um, I mean, you know, it was an interesting time. It was, we all dealt with it in our own ways.
0: What, what, what were you writing about on your own blog?
1: Oh, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of it was very diaristic early on. Well, it's interesting to me because it's I— It's just kn- like
0: Thought Catalog. I know a, <laughs> I know a lot of um, people who, who were early bloggers in New York now, but I haven't actually read any of their oh. the blogs that made them famous bloggers at the time.
1: Did you put? I hope I didn't even hear air quotes on famous to any um, of these people. You're famous. You're a famous. No, blog. not I. I was talking about the other ones. Uh, the uh, uh, people like Anil Dash, um, right? Who was an early early blog. Maker. We used to make fun of them. It was fun. Yeah, because like there were only like a hundred. Well, there were a couple, maybe a couple thousand people, right? But then so we like throwing stones back then was you know it was like throwing stones inside a small room. And did you did you see like I'm sort
0: of interested at what point. Um, your output and what was going on around you sort of evolved from a, that sort of uh, click, like a hundred people. When did you start seeing a mass external audience coming in?
1: It was like 2001, 2002. Um, and again, I blame nine uh, 11. Uh, not really. <laughs> um, but you know, Gawker started in 2002. Yeah. And uh, that was sort of a big deal cuz there had been professional blogs before that was a very different kind of professional blog.
0: Well, I remember like I had I was a, a big AOL kid. Mm, sure me Run, actually me too weirdly. I, I
1: was running up the bills, the
0: dial-up bills on AOL. And AOL had things that that had mm-hmm. some of the qualities of paid blogging mm-hmm. inside it, but they were only open I think to the a, to the AOL portal.
1: Yes, they were not actually on the internet.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is something that few people, I think, uh, who are yo- who are a bit younger, realize, is that the internet actually wasn't the internet when I was when I was a teenager. Uh, the internet was a series of portals. That there was one you could have you could get the World Wide Web inside of AOL, but it was kind of it was kind of like buried in there. Yeah, chat rooms were really much
1: more they prevalent. Amazing too. I wonder what happened to those people I used to chat with. Were they you? <laughs> <laughs> Who were those people? They'd probably be. Uh,
0: it's probably just of, us. Just us. Um, so weird. So Gawker started, I think, 2002 or 2003. Um, I think Gawker's an interesting... Dude, just celebrated its 10-year anniversary. 10-year anniversary. hard right. to believe. That's it's very hard to believe. What brought you to Gawker in
1: the first place? Uh, to reading it? No, to, to writing for it. Well, oh, for to, to writing for it. it. Well, reading it, it was there. There wasn't, you know, that much on the internet uh the uh, um and also Elizabeth was you know brilliant and funny and tart and mm-hmm. weird and um the uh but also she was going to leave and i just was there did you you know Nick Denton used to pay me the first time they paid me he went to an atm and gave me some cash like <laughs> how much cash was that well i the first salary then was $24,000 a year that's still the starting salary in publishing. So in publishing, yes, but then you're
0: crazy <laughs> if you take. I, I was money. actually I was working in publishing. I think probably making about twenty four thousand dollars a year when I first started reading Gawker, and I didn't. I had no idea that there was a uh, a media world in New York. I didn't. I didn't even know what the understand what the topic.
1: Do you Gawker. love books?
0: Yeah. No. I was like. I was a, like a um, real into Hemingway at Ooh. the time. You know, like I was. I was what? reading the cla- I was reading like a classic Click. American literature. Uh, everything since then has been downhill
1: uh, everything since then has
0: been downhill so what I mean what what was that like stepping into that role I have what did no you think recollection. You were getting into?
1: I have no idea what I was doing it was crazy I mean I, I thank god I remember nothing yeah it was it was fascinating I mean look it was great it was like a good time it was funny
0: So you started the all uh, three and a half years ago. And and that's really um, that's your work that I'm the most familiar with. I've I've been an all reader since since the beginning. Um, I've wasted many, many, many hours um, reading it. We thank you. Um, What where did where did that start for you? What was day one of the all for you?
1: Uh, We well, like most people, we had thought, well, you know, we had looked at what to do with our lives at that juncture. As you'll recall, it was an interesting time in the world. Um, sort of dark times. I had, uh, you know, written to an editor at Lucky Magazine asking for work writing captions and hadn't gotten a response. <laughs> Lucky Magazine, as I recall, is a shopping magazine? Yes, it was. <laughs> like, literally, I was like, anyone who will give me $5 at this <laughs> point, I will happily um, suck that dick. The um, But... Um, you know, and I would love to write captions. You know, the captions are an art form. Absolutely. The best job I ever had was writing listings. Like you had to get them so tight and so small and so vivid that, like, that it was like it was a writing workshop every week. It was great. I wouldn't. Do you think Twitter is going to have that effect on people? People are going to learn apparently, to like write shorter. It,
0: apparently not. I mean, it's not helping. It doesn't seem that way to me. <laughs> it's either. not
1: doing what I hoped it would do.
0: You you had that belief that Twitter Twitter would um. T- tighten up those adjectives
1: Twitter's a great thing Like if you sit around And you're like Oh I'm trying to say this thing I'm trying to make this joke Or I'm trying to yeah. express this idea Then you're like You have to really You have to swap words You have, yeah. to, you have to mess with it It's actually great it's I think good it's for improved you. my writing Yeah Yeah, yeah. Writing having you write short Is awesome for you I love those jobs Like I uh, We write the Rewrite
0: the mm. decks mm. For stars For Long form Because they have to fit In a certain thing In that in our app love And uh, I love it It's, oh, it's, so it's, it's pure zen Try and turn like a four four Mm. sentence Vanity Fair deck into
1: like a two Mm. sentence deck. Um, Cozy feels good. (laughs) I love a character limit. I I mean, I would love. I wish we had a product now with a character limit. I'd be thrilled.
0: Well, I mean, this is something that I'm sort of interesting. You and I want to get back to the the start of start of the all, but um, in talking to you about the all as a, I'm putting the air quotes on product. Mm. um, You seem more aware than uh, other writers and editors that i've talked to of how people perceive that product how they digest it you when we were coming in here you were like yeah the podcast should be shorter that's what people want um you've actually thought of um what we call in the uh in the technology field the user experience of um of reading a blog and reading writing on the internet um did you did you have i'm I'm interested in how you conceived of the all when you were saying hey i'm going to you know, go and take some money and start a blog or take no money and start a blog
1: I mean right, so so we had been talking the people the group of us um about what to do and and actually we got we actually had we at one point we even had a business proposal which was not very good um and actually, we had talked to someone about giving us money early on um which thankfully fell apart, and then we realized that we could continue scheming and never do anything or we could just do it. so we actually just launched. What drives you? What do you see the all as at, at its best? Um, I, ooh, I don't have an answer to that. I mean, I just what I... I you, there's weeks at work when you feel bad and mm-hmm. weeks at work when you feel good. And I feel good when I'm like, oh, wow, like a couple people wrote some really awesome things mm-hmm. or like we had like actually fun meetings in the office and I feel, I usually feel better when I don't feel frustrated writing. Like when I've gotten to write a couple things and they're not totally terrible or not totally rushed and... um you know, and that's that's like good enough, and like it's weird how what there's no yeah there's no rhyme or reason to really feeling good or bad about work so like this. You're the you're the first uh, writer editor we've had on the podcast. Oh, you're interesting,
0: pulling Pete Rose duty. Yeah, that's me. Not the gambling part. You know, I think a lot of people think that the internet just sort of happens, and that magazines, uh, you know, people pitch stories in big offices, and that there's a different process. How how do you How do
1: you make the content that goes on the hall? Um, The best way to make content is to have someone do it for you. So we (laughs) actually outsourced it to China. China is too expensive now for a We outsourced it to Utah, the captive (laughs) nearshoring audience. It's all produced by Mormons, (laughs) which is why we endorsed Romney this year, like the New York Observer. Did the New York uh, Observer really endorse Romney? Yes, the New York Observer really endorsed Romney.
0: What? Where's the stake in that? You could just do no endorsement. Then you don't have to have been the people who endorsed Romney.
1: <laughs> right, who endorsed an obvious loser? Yeah. yeah like but, what, at
0: that point you can just be silent.
1: I don't know when Donald Trump is your father-in-law, I think a lot of wacky dinner table conversations happen.
0: Yeah. Mm. You can believe it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How awkward would that be? <laughs> Hi, Donald. Um, anywho, uh, my point being, you hire someone to do that for you very well. And the answer to that question is Carrie Fry, who is our managing editor, mm-hmm. who is actually who is a managing editor in the sense that she manages, but is also really a features editor. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's her strength in Wheelhouse. And I, honestly, a lot of times I can ignore her duties because she's so strong. And, so and were fun. you Carrie Fry before Carrie Fry was Carrie Fry? Yeah, we, we traded off some duties, but yeah. Uh,
0: you and Alex Bach... W- I guess I'm interested in most people are not even doing features at at the level, you know, most uh, most web only publications are doing fo- focusing largely on short form content. Was doing these features a ambition from the beginning with all?
1: Uh probably. Probably yeah. that was something we thought we'd do but we didn't know how we'd get there or how that would happen or um it happened really early really organically. Okay. Um, people didn't have anywhere to put that stuff. People didn't have anywhere to write for. I mean, that sounds crazy to say, but they well, it's not cra- it's not didn't. crazy to
0: say. I mean, I've, one thing I've learned in in dealing with writers on the stuff a lot is that a lot of pieces you see on the web are actually killed by mm-hmm. other magazines, or they were originally pitches. You know, this was mm-hmm. a GQ pitch that is now here. It ended up there. Um, what, where, what's the what's the source of of a lot of these all features? Are people coming in with an idea, coming in with a finished story? Um, so uh,
1: it's all across the map. Um, There's definitely times when people pitch this stuff and I'm like, please take this to a fancy magazine. Really? Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, please call X person at GQ and please go somewhere bigger. And why are you not batting for the home team there? Um, because I would like to see them paid at a magazine word rate for those okay. things. I mean, I would like to see everyone paid at a magazine word rate constantly. Yeah. Right. Including for, you know, their tweets. <laughs> no <laughs> what um uh,
0: <laughs> how, well i mean that's that brings up another interesting question how do like how how do you view paying writers on the web um we
1: well it's an interesting question because yeah. a lot of people don't know um it's uh what we do is we generally have set aside a percentage of our income uh-huh. and divided that up um you know in a month so um that varies though um we try and pay attention to things that take lots of labor and whatnot.
0: Um, I'm assuming that the all makes more money now than it did in its first year. Does that mean you're able to pay out more money? We
1: did, we did not pay ourselves for the first two years, yes. so yes. <laughs> so, so the money
0: goes first to the editorial team and then is split among writers on some sort of a basis? Yeah, something like that. R- I mean, roughly. really roughly. Roughly. Yeah, that's okay. fair.
1: Um, what, one thing we do is with other websites is that we... Uh, we don't we don't hire in the traditional uh, system. We um, only go into business with people to start websites. Mm-hmm. So those people are all owner operators. So
0: these the websites that that Corey's talking about are um, Hairpin, yeah. which is. Uh, a woman's website? Is that it fair is to say? It is a people's website. It's a people's website that is with a focus on something. women. I don't know. Something like that. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Um, and Split Cider, which Split is a sorry, ladies. people who like comedy website.
1: Which is devoted to comedy. Entirely and and comedy
0: uh, Billfold, which is uh, dedicated to personal finance.
1: Yeah. It's it's about how we live with money. Um, yeah. So those are
0: all projects that um, people have, have brought to you as a partnership.
1: Um, yeah. Or we've, or one way or the when someone's come to someone and yeah.
0: And what is the incentive for you to, to broaden, um, into that stuff?
1: It's a good question. I have many questions now about whether all of our websites should be one website. Yes. Well, I know that the content is sort websites. of syndicated amongst them. Yeah. We try and share when appropriate. Um, yeah. but it's also sort of fun to have, uh, kind of small-ish publications that get to do their own thing.
0: And what do you provide them with in those situations?
1: Um, a shoulder to cry on and yeah. um, <laughs> uh, the knowledge that either it gets better or it gets worse. Other than your personal audits, of course. Personal audits. Um, I don't like that thing you wrote earlier today. Can you imagine if someone's looking at your shoulder? We don't. We're not, That's the nice thing about being in business with them is that yeah. we don't actually, we just leave them alone. You don't times. even know where they are. I have no idea where they are. They could be anywhere. <laughs> Um, we definitely provide advertising services. We provide uh, accounting and blah, 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 and payrolls. And,
0: and that broadens that's the... That's riveting discussion. It broadens the base uh, to which you can sell the advertising.
1: The, so the thing is that um, people come to me pretty much every week, right? They yep. come to me and Alex and the rest of the people there, and they're like, I'm starting this website about Canadian candy makers. Yes. And um, pretty much that's all they are. <laughs> the, uh, everyone likes that. Uh, the... Um, and so and they're like what's the secret? I'm like the secret is when we launched there were three of us. Two of yes. us were doing an editorial and one of us was doing business. And guess what? We had a new product and he had nothing to do all day. So he had to make himself a job that was about revenue. And so I meet all these people and I'm like so who is this dedicated person at your company? And they're like mm, well we're both editorial people of like, well, well, a blog. I'm like well you're host. That's yeah. it. You're done. That's it. No more. Don't bother.
0: What is it that the money man provides that makes
1: what you're Doing viable. The nice thing about our company is because we started with nothing as nothing, with literally less than nothing, which is really sad and pitiful. And don't do that.
0: How were you eating during
1: this period? Um, I had some savings, which I spent, and then I got evicted, and then stuff happened. Uh, then uh, uh, the. Um, we keep skipping all of the best parts of this story. <laughs> <laughs> then I had my own IRS case manager, just like Wesley Snipes. The. Um, um, boy oh boy this is bad stuff to talk about the um so uh he had to invent you know a business right mm-hmm. so you know or learn a business so you're making something this happens with any two or more people if one person is making something and someone's attached to be the revenue person they will find a way to or not possibly but they will try to find a way to make that thing self-sustaining because that's their job because that's and their job and so no they will find out there. you know what and i met I am interest- I met with a bunch of people who were sort of at the same stage as me, and it was interesting that uh, all of our models were very different. Like, one person was like, I will make most of my money at this website through consulting, actually. Mm-hmm. She would see brands, she would talk to advertisers, she would do in-house training, um, and that was her- going to be her main revenue model, and already was, um, which is something that would never, A, occur to us, or B, be useful to us. It wouldn't happen.
0: And the all makes its money primarily through advertising.
1: Primarily through advertising. So as we grow up, we're looking at ways to not rely entirely on advertising.
0: And it it seems like the advertising itself has evolved over time from Mm -hmm. sort of simple uh, banner ads to now more sort of site-sponsored takeovers, sponsored posts. Has that crashed into the editorial vision at all for you?
1: Um, We definitely have had stuff. We definitely have not done stuff, for sure. I mean, we definitely have turned away stuff that's either visually or whatever, just not right. Um, A lot of the times, digital budgets are sort of the bottom of the barrel. They've already done their out-of-door advertising. They've already done their TV stuff. And then Mm. they're like, oh, we have this bucket for digital. Okay, here, let's shovel some crap on the internet. And they don't have a well-thought-out product. Mm -hmm. And so... We are saying to people like, oh, no, we can help you. Like, we can make this better for you. Like, do you um, like let's not put advertising online that's going to go places that just completely alienates everyone. I mean, what you've seen happen over and over again. I go and I talk occasionally
0: at journalism conferences (laughs) because they give me a free hotel room. You're such a sucker. And And what people say is. Uh, there's no money in this blah, 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 blah. People used to make more money in print. And, um, the alternative I hear constantly watch this. I'm about to throw my co-host under the bus. It's going to be awesome. Do it is, Oh, um, these guys have a thing where they're going to pay people by selling something, which I think is great. And I think what, uh, what the atavist is doing and what a lot of people are, uh, doing in that space. There's a plenty of people doing Kickstarters. I think matter just launched science journalism. Mm -hmm. Um, Is awesome, But what you're doing, I don't think I could find another person to explain how that works in the world right now, actually, um, who's doing it independent on this level. Um, And so I think a lot of people
1: don't really know how something like the all does work. I mean, let's be honest, it barely works. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. Like, I would like to be paying people more. Yeah. Um, That's something we hope to get to. So one way we're going to do that is um, by books. Mm hmm. Um hopefully, other products that are involved people purchasing things tell me tell me about that, so that
0: would be like uh, all writers publishing books through um,
1: we what uh my ideal way to do this, which we're working on is to hire a books editor and have them do a small number of books a year, but treat them very seriously we yeah, I don't think, and I think uh people in this room and office would agree with me that I don't think you can uh make a bunch of books and dump them online. Yes, it doesn't work.
0: Well, I mean, it's an interesting thing. I, I've actually said I was like, the bigger magazines and, and the book world are uh, are benefiting from you. Like, mm-hmm. you are you are the awesome. some serves as a farm league. For writers, I mean, but that's good. I can't there's, count how many writers yeah.
1: have written for the All and then are writing for GQ or. But I want that. That's what I want. Like, yeah. and I mean, there's a funny situation. I mean, I've worked at the Observer, which was the old Farm League, right? That mm-hmm. the Observer used to be the place where you worked, and you go got a job at the Times or whatever magazine yep. and stuff, and then that came to a crashing halt um, for whatever reason, mostly systemic reasons, not sure. reasons related to the Observer. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus on that one, but. Uh, you know, I would love to be then be a place where I can then retain those people that I'd love to retain. But also, I want them to go off and make a lot of money, or like have a good time, or have good experiences. Not even the money; I want them to have the good experiences. Um, but so.
0: but I mean, if you are the if you are the Farm League, and I think you're you're a successful editor at picking talent and at um, finding the people who who can can write. Um, isn't there an opportunity for you to also be the major leagues and to to be part of that bigger money?
1: Yeah, I will say when there's one model we thought of, and there's a lot there's when you do modeling for things like this. And this is so boring that we're having this conversation. There's so many people, and I do sound like a total asshole. But the um so one thing we modeled out was like, well, what if this was? And this sounds so stupid, but what if this was an agency as mm-hmm. a model? Like, what if we said like. We will invest in your careers. We want, you know, 8% of everything for the next X years or whatever. And we will then try and, like, make this happen. But that's not, that's not, that's not it doesn't, just and also, in some Why ways, that's that so more. Crazy? Well, it's not crazy. In some ways, it's actually more fair yeah. to writers instead of being like, we'll pay you a pittance and then, like, introduce you to nice people or whatever. But, yeah. like, um on some level, it um is too hard or something. I don't know. Like it just doesn't feel right. It's not us. We're not promotion We don't. We've never promoted anything. So look, you can try on all these models. Some right. of them, are, but then committing to one of them is a lot of work. Okay. So you can set up this infrastructure. Uh, but it's not. So we're trying to. We are now in the process of growing up and adding on to our infrastructure, both in terms of tech, in terms of products, in terms of how we support writers, hopefully, and all that jazz. Huh.
0: So. I mean, yes. it's it's
1: interesting. I, I'm of the opinion that
0: that uh, print magazines are not long for this world, and yeah, you're a rare uh, true digital magazine that's always been a digital magazine. It's never had any aspirations towards print. Um,
1: it's not a bad idea to do
0: sometimes print. Yeah. Is this also an exclusive here? <laughs> no.
1: We are not yeah. Surprise putting in the print magazine. Can you imagine? Uh yeah, glossy we, quarterly. It's you know, it's just like GQ, forty six thousand dollars a page. Uh can you imagine? What well, do they do with all that money? Um, a lot of lunch. Well now they don't have I guess. Now they don't have all that. Less money. lunch. Less lunch. Um They used to take me out the, by the way, yeah, those those were good times. Yeah. I got a lot of lunch. Yeah. How much, how much do you think much. you, how much Condé Ness money do you think you've personally spent? I mean, I personally got like five grand for zero printed words out of yep. John Wenner. Like, yep. It was just like kill fee after kill fee after kill fee at Rolling Stone. It was great. I was like, fine, these stories are terrible. <laughs> You're right. You should kill that, but you should not keep paying me for them.
0: I'm, I'm interested <laughs> by your comment that if you wanted to do that, you would need to be more of a mercenary. Um, and I think that um, someone who is, noted as something of a mercenary is uh, Nick Denton, who's <laughs> who's running Gawker, which is probably like the um, closest evil stepbrother to the
1: all. Oh, well, no. Um, it's oh, Who's you're evil? Just, you're who's just evil. Tr- you're Who, trolling for page views now. <laughs> look at you. I'm audio I mean, SEOing this. No, I mean, um, look, look, Gawker mean is enormous.
0: But, well, I was actually going to ask a question about both of you, both you and Gawker, which is... We have writers on this program who, you know, Gawker and Gawker Media are also starting to do a lot more features oh, yeah. than they've ever done. And you're doing features on the All. You're doing features on Hairpins. Had some great features recently. Um, you, you're overlapping with traditional print magazines more than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, and people come in and say, "I've." Uh, there's a lot of doomsaying coming in, saying, uh, "We're like, we do it better." But the, the internet's gonna gonna do it all, you know it's gonna do it all first and cheaper and uh, you know uh, an example was um, I'm totally like um, stirring hype within this podcast since the last one is Joshua Davis. but Joshua Davis has been working had been working for six months on this piece on McAfee uh, of, of McAfee antivirus, mm-hmm. um, you know, flying to Belize, doing all this stuff. And before he puts out his piece on it, gizmodo does their 2000 word dump on it I, right. I don't know let's let's just say the all would it has not done anything like that and not that there's anything wrong with doing that also in my my estimation but where do you see that kind of stuff converging um hmm. what happened what happens there
1: well i mean gawker's not doing it cheap right that's a fortune they're spending over there so i mean
0: but let's say on that story probably i mean the story is not, you know, it's one one trip. It's uh, I think it was maybe a killed story picked up. It's still not, uh, right? No, still it's not like, commissioning original stories. Well, it's not six planned in, in a monthly
1: meeting, and that then goes through a committee. And, I mean, uh, having and done those, sending a
0: photographer and not you know, all of that stuff.
1: Having done a couple of those magazine stories myself, I um, am horrified by the time management involved in the <laughs> people who work at those magazines. It's really something. But you know, this is the problem. It's because magazines have absent editors. Mm-hmm. I will not name names, you know, because I, I do like money. But the um, but they're in fashion shows. You right. can't get a hold of X, you know, for three days when he's in Paris. And you're then in a committee, and then you're going to go tell a writer something, and then you do talk to your boss, and then you do go to an editorial meeting, and you come back and tell them something else. And that goes on for six to eight weeks. It's ridiculous. Like, there's miscommissioning, there's overcommissioning, there's misguiding. It's, it's a disaster. Um, websites... Should have a little more of that maybe, but they should it, it's nothing to emulate or do want you it on.
0: do you see that as you're I mean, coming? what is the competition for what like what, what do you what do you wake up worrying about?
1: Um, one thing I would like for us that's uh, that I'm probably we're going to try and change the next year a little bit I would like a little more uh, I would like more news reporting. Hmm, that was actually one of our original goals early on and it's hard to manage when you're a little tapped.
0: How how do you um how do you see getting into that?
1: Um, I would like to hire a couple kids and um, you know, run them and have a good time
0: in New York or yeah, in the world Indian. at large. Yeah. How do you how do you how do you view the all the sort of tension between being New York, New York based and reporting nationally and internationally?
1: Um. Features desks aren't always that timely. So if we're a feature magazine or whatever the heck, I've never actually referred to this as a magazine. This is your fault. <laughs>
0: the um, Have you guys heard of this magazine, The All?
1: Pretty oh, my cool. God. It's so weird to say that. No, we're like a stupid website. The um, I like the form of reporting, and I like working with young people, and I would like us to have a couple kids next year. Maybe. It would be nice. A couple kids in one couple year. Kiddos. Well, you know, Twins or like yes. different ethnicities. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna IVF. They uh, myself some kids.
0: I was I was going through like uh, stories, all stories that um, uh, that I had found that were on long form, that were linked to on long form, um, and I was like, okay, what's the thread here? These are the stories. There's a story about a broken penis.
1: Oh, we had a we actually had a, a penis series. Basically, it was just kind of weirdly this thing happened. We had a it's, lot of penises. A
0: story about a legal drug facility. Oh yeah. A story about a funeral director's conference. Oh, Story was a good about McRib.
1: Oh, the mcrib was beautiful. And
0: it led me to, to wonder what, wh- where are you getting all this stuff? And what is an all story? How how are you? How do you make an all story?
1: This is this is there's a problem, I and mean, I was actually just talking about this today. There's a problem with the internet age, in which. You know, you can we can get pitched, which is great. Like, it's awesome to be pitched. Like, yep. that's lovely. It's like, oh, my God. I'm actually always flattered every time someone pitches us, yep. which is, you know. Thousands of times a day. No. Um, the um, And it, there's a thing when you're meeting someone the first time on email. It's sort of like, okay, Cupid or whatever. Yep. You're like, I don't know if you're charming or – Horrifying, or like, are you a good person? Like, I want to ask these people everything, but I can't, it's so hard to get the right answer. The questions are, you don't care about their skills, it's behavioral.
0: I see you as like a great scout of writers. I am not, I'm not, someone is slightly retired. I, I
1: I have to say, like, again, I will give. A vast array of credit to Carrie Fry for uh for wrangling writers working with writers being delightful in general she is so what do you amazing. do now what if you you, you, don't don't, do you just like you just like retired I don't do anything looking through um looking through child catalogs I mean like you know I mean we have, there's like a lot of dumb stuff to do in a business you yeah. know there's uh what's on my to-do list we have to review some legal documents we have to you know and like we I mean you know we do editorial stuff too I'm not you know. You've it's been lame. There's um, a lot of lame, boring things in business. Well, no, I see uh, this, this most podcast is supposed to, to cover
0: those things. That's why I'm interested in talking it's to you. You Very boring. You're you're one of the few people. If I get someone in here who um, writes for GQ and I say like, so what do you think about advertising uh, on the Internet? It's like, I don't. Know, it's not my problem. I don't even I've never even seen the story on there internet. You are
1: um, you were making the whole sausage here. I'm I'm making like a quarter of five different sausages. Right. And, and, and they're most, all spicy. Oh, most important people are – more important people are making the vast majority of those sausages. That's – I mean, like, if you want to run a good business, yep. hire, like, really smart people. Um,
0: I'm shocked also that you have the time to do reviewing
1: yourself while you're doing all this other stuff. It's so dumb. Why is it no. – dumb? Do you know I'm finishing a book that's doing like, eight days? I, I, that, that was my kicker question. It's dumb. I'm so dumb. Tell me about your book, Corey. No. It's, it's long a- form. <laughs> <laughs> long, long form. It's not that long. It's yeah. nice. Sh- short book form it's a short book wait what's the opposite of long reads it's a uh, short long. kindle form, form. oh ooh, kindle form. wow and so it's like we've been in this room for hours we have been there, <laughs> this is like an like episode hour. of alias where you're pulling out my teeth <laughs> what what tell me about you won't tell me about your book at all? uh my book is a history of new york city in 2009 and about what it's like being young and in love
0: and did you do you Profiled for people? For yeah, like, I just followed some people around a little bit. Who were the people about you followed? That.
1: People, just normal people, everyday people. Tell just me Like about, you and me. I. Tell me about them. They're cool people. They're smart people. And they were living through, a, um, like all of us were, living through a rather ridiculous time in New York City.
0: What What was the experience? I mean, how did, how did doing a book change your perspective on Um that?
1: You know what doing a book is? You Actually, it's just um, going home and writing in a blog every night that no one sees. <laughs>
0: Really? Yeah.
1: No. This is all it is. Yeah. It's, it's it's like you're like I'm typing in my secret blog, which is in Microsoft Word.
0: Did you have an urge to write to to publish any of the stuff you were writing for the book on the web? Or? No. Never. No.
1: No. And actually, no one's even seen any of it. What
0: was it like following people?
1: Um, I've always liked reporting best. I really like it. Yeah. I love I love that I love non news reporting. Huh. I like following people around.
0: Had you done that kind of thing before?
1: Yeah. It was my favorite thing to do with the Observer for a while. It was really creepy. Fought just following people. people around
0: because I I, I I find it interesting that there's such a um there's such a divide between those two things that you couldn't do
1: something like a what what your project is in real time. I would like to do the first episodic nonfiction serial. I think it'd be awesome. That's I think it'd be fantastic. It's So cool. And I, I mean th- I, besides I, Jersey Shore, I, I actually mean, find the I
0: mean. premise for your book very compelling. The only the only downside for me is that I would would wish that it was about. 2012 yeah. and, right, right, right. and that, that I you know it's like a watching a live basketball game versus well, I mean, a recorded one this is, one or this something. is
1: for if I, if I quit smoking and don't die then I will, um, I will do this in five years or something <laughs> but uh, yeah your book took a couple years to put together but
0: you could see doing this in the future in a, in yeah a,
1: I would love to just like write stupid stories you know it'd be a great yeah. job but uh, I don't know if that'll ever happen for me uh, the um reporting's weird because it's so much about acts of omission and it's very strange leaving things out I think that's a good note to end on goodbye thank
0: thanks. you Corey Sicha
1: I meant it was all ironic I didn't mean any of it
0: you didn't mean any of this it's all insincere and thank you to Lauren Kirchner for editing this episode good luck pal uh, thanks to Tiny Letter for sponsoring this my co-hosts are Max Linsky and Evan Ratliff uh, we'll be back next week